Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization, and they had a new member. And I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person, so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings. And it turned out that that person was really, really nice. And I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or or something else, which made them seem aloof. But they were nice, and they befriended other people in the organization, and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge. And it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally, when I apply these things to my life, sometimes I'll think, now do I want God to judge me that way? Do I want other people to judge me that way? And so I reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages I'm reading. And it feels much more personal to me. And I realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you've read or movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. The first portion of this podcast is called Lame Excuses Christian. It's from a post I put on a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can find that at HTTPS colon double backslash types of Christian T-Y-P-E-S O-F C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S dot blogspot B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. The passage I have connected to Lame Christian Excuses Christian comes from Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it in at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why Hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the lamb? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. That means he died. And great fear came on all of them that heard these things. And the young man arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in and Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the lamb for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, 
How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost, which means she died too. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. This is from Acts, again, this is from Acts 5, verses 1 through 11. I personally don't like this passage because it reminds me of so many things about myself, but that's an aside. So I'll share the post. I'm very fortunate, God, that has this story of Ananias and his wife pop in my head from time to time, especially at times when I'm trying to find an angle to beat the system. That's why it bothers me. They do it, but it reminds me of how terrible it is. I love God so much and I do it. I'm off post again. So I'll get back. An example would be my planning to have my college daughter come and eat at the breakfast buffet at my hotel when I came to her town to visit. Since I realized how I was calculating this in my heart, I now go to someone at the hotel and offer to pay for my daughter to join us for breakfast. Not that anyone minded or would have missed the food. What matters is that I contrive this plan in order to save a few bucks on my daughter's breakfast. And God knows what's in my heart. He knows when I'm making up lame excuses or why I'm not going to church on a particular occasion or why the salesperson deserved my less than patient response to the store's policy, etc. It would be nice if God didn't need to remind me so often. This is a side again. That would mean that I'm not contriving these things in my head, angles to, to beat the system. But that's not the case. Satan works in very subtle ways and finds ways to sneak into our lives through our planning and scheming and our making excuses for our choices. I'm so thankful that God takes the time to remind me. I don't ever want to let these subtle things work into my life and slowly lead me astray as a lame excuses Christian. I need to maintain a focus on God and the reminders he puts in my mind. Some people call it a conscience, which helps to refocus me. Also, I need for you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God had made in, on my faith walk with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the Bible passages that I share with you. So let's go back to the beginning. So this is telling about Ananias and his wife Sapphira and what they did. And I understand the meaning of that, but in the context that the Bible has for it. But it is so significant. And that's the whole reason for these examples that I put on this podcast that God had around my heart that other people need to know that there could be personal lessons of ways to apply the Bible to their life. So this lesson with reading about Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, you know, I could say, oh, that's so terrible. How could they do that? But then God has it on my heart that's like, well, Debbie, have you thought about this and this and this and this and this? <laughs> And he helps move me to be the better Christian that I should be. And it, it, it's so personally significant because God has these lessons that apply to my life. A lot of people think, oh, the Bible's antiquated, all those these and thous. There, you know, I can't relate to it. But the thing is, and I'm reading you from the King James Version of the Bible, and it does have the these and thous. And other than reading them out loud, and sometimes my mouth gets dry and the, the words stick, that um, 
you basically can understand there after you read a little bit of it. But I have since in more recent years come to start reading the New King James Version of the Bible, mainly because it was a gift from a family member. But um, I really do like it. But it doesn't have the these and thous in it. So if that's an issue for um, for you, read it. But the thing is, there's so many things in the Bible that can apply to our life. And and I put these these examples on the on the post and in the podcast and I have a book that have these examples so that people will realize that God may have some personal connection in their own life beyond what it just says in the words they're reading. And and every time that I get some kind of personal message, it's really special. Even when I'm seeing that I've cut corners too many times and I keep doing this from periodically and I slip back into all patterns. But it's special that God takes the time to show me this. This is extremely significant. And I hope that you have that kind of significance in your life when you read the Bible. Will you relate to things in the same way? No. These are things that relate to my life and the things I've done, seen or read or, or see in the world. But the thing is, and I don't get uh, personal lessons from every single thing I read, but there are a lot of things I read, and and when I and I like to read the Bible from cover to cover. So when I finish reading it one time, I start over again because different times I'll read things. It means different things to me because I'm in a different place each time I read the Bible. I mean, what's going on in my personal life is different. And so sometimes I'll read a passage and it means different things to me. Sometimes I will just focus on the the meaning that God has within the passage. For the biblical context of it. And but sometimes I get connections to my own life. Anyway, it's really special and I I really hope that you will be open to the lessons that Christ has on your heart. So for undaunted Christians, I have put a passage from Acts 5, verses 40 through 42. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and every house, they accused not, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So to give you the backstory on this, the apostles, this is after Jesus willingly gave his life on the cross for us and died and was buried and rose again and was seen three separate times by the, the apostles and many more and um, that the disciples were going sharing the message about Christ being our Lord and Savior and still the, um, the priests and um, others in communities didn't like People spreading the faith about Jesus. They thought once Jesus was killed, that it would be over, and these people would stop paying attention to that and pay more attention to the synagogue and the priest and, and not passing on the message of Christ. So they took them to, um, they were taken and judged, and somebody said, you know, if it isn't a, if it's of God, I'm trying to do this from memory. Even though I read the Bible from from cover to cover, 
you know, and I continue to do that. I don't have Bible passages memorized. I just have the gist of it. Anyway, while they're trying the, the, the apostles, somebody said, you know, that if you, if it's of God and you try to fight God, it won't be good. And if it isn't of God, then it will just kind of slowly go away. And, you know, and they, he was saying to leave the apostles alone. So they beat him and said, don't teach about Christ anymore and be gone with you, more or less. Anyway, the thing is, is they, they took pride in that, that they love Christ more than what the people that were trying them ordered, you know, that they were willing to give their lives. They were willing to be beaten for their faith in Christ. Is basically what it's saying. And I gave you a long story for it. But I just got to thinking that if you didn't know where it came from, it might not make a lot of sense. Anyway, this is the part I have listed. Uh, I mean, that I wrote. My son was committed to raising money for Jerry's kids. You know, the... Jerry's telethon each year. I tried to encourage my children to be sensitive to the needs of the less fortunate. This fourth grade student went from house to house all weekend long collecting money. And daunted by those who were unable or unwilling to contribute, his determination led him to collect a record amount for this worthy cause. Earlier, I had suggested that he had done enough and should think of quitting, but he wouldn't give up until he felt he had done his very best for this cause. I need to be an undaunted Christian dedicated to my beliefs, regardless of what others think, too. So much to be prayerful in this. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.